0: A priest and a New York taxicab driver, they died. They ended up at the Pearly Gates. And uh, St. Peter, he looked at the taxicab driver and says, hey, follow me. I'm going to take you to your mansion. Taxicab driver followed St. Peter to the mansion. And the mansion was like, wow, it was beautiful. Big. Had a bowling alley. Olympic-sized swimming pool. It had a 100-plus-inch plasma TV. The taxi-clad driver looked at St. Peter and says, oh, thank you so very much. Then he went and got the priest. Took the priest to a little shack, little bunk bed, rusty little bunk bed. Had a little black-and-white TV. Priest looks at him and says, I think you got this mixed up, St. Saint, 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 Saint Peter. I mean, I, I went to church every day. I, I was preaching the word of God. St. Peter said, yeah, you were preaching the word of God. You remember you preached on Easter. People fell asleep. <laughs> but people, when they rode with the taxi cab driver, they They prayed. Our subject today, our theme is the day that death died, and that's exactly what I want to talk about is the day that death died. Death for folks, it, 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 folks don't like to talk about death. I mean, it feels so finished and it feels so final. It looks like that, that, that when you go to a funeral or a celebration of life or memorial gathering, it looks like death wins, and, 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 and you, you think about Adam and Eve, the first little family, they have Two boys and two boys, they, they get into a fight and, and Cain in, ends up killing Abel and it looks like death had won. One day Jesus is walking with a, a large crowd of people. He walks to a city gate and when he gets to the city gate, there is a huge funeral procession going on and, and, and what's happened is that a widow, her only son had died. And in that moment, There they have the body in the coffin. It looked like death had won. Let me read a little bit of this story. It says this in Luke 7, 13 through 15. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still. And he he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead set up. Bet you everybody freaked out. (laughs) And began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Not so fast death. Sometimes it looks like death wins but it doesn't always win and it doesn't win in the end for the believer. 1973, I was eight years old. My sister was 14. My mom and dad were pastors, and they went to a pastor's conference in in Ohio where we lived. And on the way back from the the pastor's conference, it was my mom and dad and their associate pastors, the four of them, in a car. And and, uh, they came around a curve, and uh, my understanding, it was a huge Cadillac riding them right in their lane and they hit head on and and my mom and dad and their associate pastors, all of them were killed. For me, it, it looked like death had won. Maybe you've lost someone this year, a loved one, maybe a spouse, maybe a friend. Maybe a family member, and you're thinking in your life or in your heart. Well, death is one. A few years later, not actually nine years later, August the seventeenth, nineteen eighty-two. I was seventeen years old, and uh, we had a place where we hung out. I was from a little town, and. In South Carolina called Bishopville. We lived in a community outside of Bishopville. I mean country. The the, the, the country area was called Ashwood, and there was Ashwood Groceries where we got gas and picked up some groceries played pool and we hung out all the time and I'm there and we hear uh, you know ambulance goes and fire trucks what have you and we hear there's a wreck or a fire or something I jump in the car with my good friend and we go just a couple of miles uh, uh, down the road that when I rode the bus we rode through there every day and we come to this cross road and I get out of the car the car so, two cars are so mangled, there was no way for me to know who, whose car they were. I jumped out of the car, and, and, and I looked across the road, a little rural road. I looked across the road, and, and right across, right in front of me was my sister. Three months pregnant, laying by the road, Dead. It looked like death had won. My uncle found me at the graveyard where my mom and dad was. I felt in my state of mind I needed to tell my dad and mom what took place with my sister. It definitely looked like death had won. And my life was a train wreck after that. My life itself looked like Death had won. I I tell you the impact on death, the impact that death can have on your life. I was in the gym about maybe two years ago, and all of a sudden it's 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 in August, and I am not thinking about anything. I'm I'm in there. There's not very many people in the gym, maybe a couple of people, and all of a sudden something comes over me, and and I begin to weep in the gym, and I'm sideways in the gym, and I'm trying to do the elliptical, and I'm like, what is going on with me? I, I I go what. Oh, my sister, she was killed in August. Could this be the day that she died? Is, is there something that's going on inside of me spiritually? That, that... And so I looked up on the newspaper from Bishopville to see if I could find out if it was my, the day my sister got killed. And I reached out to my uncle and I said, hey, do you know when my sister got killed? He got back with me the next day and said, your sister was killed yesterday. The impact it had on me. Many years later, it looked like death had won. My daughter, is is our daughter here today? She's not here. Probably going to be here the next gathering. This is my son right here, Seth, on the front row, married to Micaiah. My daughter, Jamie, is married to Topher. I think Topher was Topher on the keys this morning. I was teaching growth track. Topher was on the keys. And just a couple years ago, oh, man, it looked like death had won. My daughter went through three miscarriages. The last one was like, I don't even know if I can breathe. It was so, it was impactful to Alma and Poppy. Mom and dad, it was impactful to, it was impactful to Seth and Makai. I can't even imagine what Topher and Jamie felt like, though it was painful. And it looked like death had won. But then, number four came. <laughs> and his name is Jonesy. Jonesy Ray James, number four, and if anybody is full of life, (laughs) he's got more, more energy than anybody in this room I think all of us put together, unless you're his age. Wow, full of life. It only looked like death had won. Jesus gets word that a good friend of his, Lazarus, had died. Well, actually, let me let me back up. That Lazarus already gave away, gave it away a little bit. Lazarus was ill. And it says this in John eleven four. it says, but when Jesus heard it, he said, listen to these words real good. This illness does not lead to death. Okay. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And so he was not in Bethany at the time where Lazarus was, and he goes with his disciples to Bethany. By the time he gets there, Lazarus is dead. And uh, this, this has taken place, if you look at uh, John eleven seventeen, 17, the Bible says, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for Four days. It looked like death had won. I want to read a little bit of the conversation that Jesus has with with Martha. Lazarus has two sisters, Mary and Martha. And one of them runs out to meet Jesus, Martha. She was the go-getter. She was the administrator. Someone you always need or we need but I don't want to always do. She's the administrator, and and this is the conversation she has with Jesus. It says this in verse 20. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I tell you what, when my sister got killed, I wanted to blame everyone. I was so mad. I was fighting mad. Martha's like, if you'd have been here. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. But see, something's about to take place. It only looks like death is one. Listen real close to verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And she said, he said to her, do you believe this? Do you believe this? So I'm going to transfer that question to you this morning. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? If you believe on him, you'll never die. Well, J.O., We do memorials, you do funerals, you do, you know, I've done many right here. What do you mean? Never die. For the believer, they pass on. Listen to me. To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. It only looks like death wins. The Bible says, Jesus said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming in the world. Verses 38, 39. Let me move forward a little bit so you can see this. Then Jesus deeply moved again. See, this was not just anyone, this is Jesus' friend. In one place in this story, you'll see the the shortest scripture in the Bible that Jesus wept. I mean, he was moved with compassion. Don't think that Jesus is not moved with compassion with death. You gotta understand, death was never God's original plan. When God created Adam and Eve, they were to live forever. It wasn't until sin entered in. So, does death impact God? Absolutely. Because he knows the pain and the sorrow, the grief that is connected with it. Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. (laughs) I love this part. Martha, (laughs) she just... She's just a natural human, you know? She's Jesus. Martha, the, the, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. In other words, death is one. Jesus had a different plan. Jesus walks up, verse 43. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Now it's vital that Jesus said Lazarus because if he wouldn't have said Lazarus, every grave in the world all over the earth, Europe, Japan, China, every dead person on the face of the earth would have been raised from the dead. But he said, Lazarus, come out. Then the man who died came out. Can you imagine Martha's eyes? Mary, their friends. I mean, they were tripping, man. And his hands and feet bound with linen strips and face wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. Death you have not won. Death, you have, it only looks like you win. But for the believer, you have not won. Jesus walks on earth 33 and a half years. And I'm gonna tell you a vital piece of information. He never sinned. 33 and a half years years, and he never sinned. Why is that so important? Because let me read a scripture. It says this in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, say that with me, free gift. gift. God wants to give somebody a free gift today. (laughs) The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So Jesus, he never sinned. So how is this death going to work since he never sinned? And we know that the wages of sin is death. How is this going to impact Jesus since he's never sinned? Well, Jesus walked on earth. He did all kinds of miracles. I'm excited for the the Chosen series. If if anybody hasn't seen the Chosen series, the new one's coming out today. I tell you what, it depicts Jesus. I I love the Chosen series, and I'll, I'll say that. A shameless plug. He turns water into wine. Jesus. He raises the dead. We already saw two times that he did that. He healed leprosy. He opened blind eyes and and, and, and opened ears. A woman who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years that shouldn't even be in the Bible, shouldn't be in the story because she's unclean, comes and touches the hem of his Gown, garment, and she's healed. Other folks that bent over for years, Jesus touches them, and man, they're straightened out. Demoniac who lives in graves and tombstones comes out with a legion of demons, and Jesus delivers them. This is Jesus. (laughs) Wow. Who is this Jesus anyway? I mean, how's he doing this? Let me explain to you clearly who Jesus is. Colossians 1, 15 through 17. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and earth. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who is this Jesus? You see, Jesus is God. Never mistake that. Never, never listen to any of the garbage. It's good for a man or a woman to lay his life down for someone else, but Jesus steps out of heaven and becomes a man, 100% God, 100% man, and he dies for you and me. God in the flesh, like Craig says, God in a bod. He moves into the neighborhood. It's God. That's why it's so vital that you hear this today the God man, many believed on Jesus. They loved Jesus. They walked with Jesus. You remember the 12? We like to make them all religious and like put little halos on them and stuff like that. I'm like, give me a break. They're they're the dirty dozen, man. man. They're fishermen. They're fishermen, tax collectors, halos. Come on, man. Just over 2,000 years ago, there was 12 believers. You know how many believers call on Jesus who claim to be Christians today? 2.5 billion. Two po- if you're not one of them, you should join today. It's called being born again. It's called surrendering your life to Christ. is the largest movement in the face of the earth, people who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But everyone doesn't like Jesus. When Jesus walked on the earth, everyone wasn't pumped about Jesus. Matter of fact, there was people that wanted to destroy Jesus Christ. And you know what took place? They set him up. People accused him lied about him, false accusations. And before you know it, they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. One of the scariest things in the Bible, they said, let his blood be on us and our children. I'm like, you guys are crazy. What a curse. Crucify him, crucify him. And that's exactly how it began. They flogged him. They beat him. Up to that point, there had been sacrifices of animals, but they didn't torment the pigeon dove, or they didn't torment the ram or the sheep, but they tormented Jesus. They beat him, flogged him, and now, even his disciples who walked with him and loved him, one denies him, Peter, (laughs) who radically was changed later, Judas sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Other disciples split. Now Jesus is alone. He's taken his cross up on this hill. They put nails in his hands and his feet, they hang him on the cross. And you may be in this room right now going, well, I'm glad they did that. I'm, 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 glad, I'm, glad that's, I'm glad they the one that hung them. No, the people in this room right here, every one of us hung him on that cross. What? Jail. That's offensive. Well, it's exactly the truth. Because it's our sin that put Jesus on the cross. It's our sin that stopped the heart of God. But it was... His love that allowed it. See, you may think, well, they crucified him. You know what I would say? I would say, no, he laid his life down for you and I. He laid his life down. Why? In the name of love. You see, love is stronger than death. And God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so here he is on the cross he's not dead yet and you know what jesus does he he so loves you he so cares about each and every person in this room and all the world longing for you to be in a relationship with him do you know that's why you're sucking air on earth You're not here just to work a nine to five or go to college and get your doctorates or have family. All those things are good. You're here to be in a relationship with the God of the universe that loves you, that made you, that wonderfully formed you in your mother's womb, that knew you before you were in your mother's womb. That's why you're here trying to figure out who you are. You better get to know him who made you. Trying to figure out your purpose in life. Get to know the one that put destiny and purpose in your heart. This is what he does on the cross for me and you in the worst condition that you can imagine. Luke 23 34. And Jesus said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garments few scripture later, as he says, then Jesus calling out, it's about to take place. With a loud voice, history's about to be made. Said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. And it looked like death at one. All of a sudden, the depiction of Matthew says, now from that sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. A few scriptures later it says, and behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in, the, in two from the, the top to the bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. That That curtain is so important because that curtain separated people from the holy of holies, from the presence of God. And God comes and splits the curtain right down from the top to the bottom. Why? Depicting he wants a relationship with you. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through a king. I'm standing in the gap. I'll be your mediator. You go through God. He rips that in half so that you can come because of what Christ done for us you can have a relationship with the god of the universe now he hangs on a cross and it looks like it it looks like death has won i got news for you Something's about to take place. Count them off. One, two, three. This happens on a Friday evening. We had Saturday gathering last night. And guess what today is? Day number three. You know what a lot, you know why a lot of Christians worship on Sunday? The day after the Sabbath? You know, not because it's the cool day. It's the first day of the week. You know why? Firsts are important to God. And it was a day after the Sabbath that Jesus, come on, he rose from the dead. It only, listen, listen, it only looked like death had won. Because death could not keep him down. Because of what Christ did, you can live. Jesus Took on your sin, my sin, the sin of the entire world. And he conquered sin. He took on death. You don't have to fight. You don't have to be fearful of death any longer. You can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He comes into your heart. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? You can live forever and ever. I remember being in an Easter gathering like this. I wore my little Miami Vice dress jacket and shirt I was invited and I stood there and I grabbed a hold of the pew and I, I, I man I would not listen to the preacher and do you know that my life after that almost got destroyed until I came to know Jesus Christ don't be that dude that I was years ago the Bible says that today is a day of salvation today say that with me today this is your day Don't hold on, man. Some of you right now, sin has gripped your life. Death has gripped your life. And guess what? I want to read a scripture to you right now. It's for you to hear that your life could be forever changed today. Because there is a battle going on. Friday night, there was a battle. There was a fight. Jesus holds the keys to hell and death. There was a, man, it was a Friday night fight. There was a fight, love over darkness, love over death, love over sin. There was a fight going on and it looked like death had won. But the devil picked on the wrong dude. Look what takes place. Matthew 28, one through six. It only looked like it. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. <laughs> I love this, I love this Jesus. He didn't, he didn't get the dirty dozen there, he got two ladies. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a reveal myself to two ladies. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning his clothing, like as of snow. For and for the fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Wonder what they looked like, just ashy gray. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. It only looked like he was dead. (laughs) <laughs> I added that. <laughs> he is not here. He has risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. He, he's risen. Death, you did not win. I came to know Jesus Christ December the 7th, 1986. After the death of my parents, my good friend, first cousin, Eric, like a brother to me, then my sister, it looked like death had lived. It looked like death had won and death was operating inside of me. I was walking around a mess full of death and sin. But I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ that I could believe and my shame could be taken away, and my guilt could be taken away, and and all my sin could be taken away, and I could call on the name of the Lord, and it was a free gift. I'm like, come on, man, there is nothing free like that. It's a free gift. And I received that gift, and my life was changed the gift of salvation, and the gift of grace. It only looked like death had won. Death has not won for the believer. And if you have not believed, don't you darken those doors without calling on the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to close in prayer, not close the gathering. Just going to close in prayer here for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to do what he does best. I preach, but he goes and he touches hearts and he moves and he convicts and he changes lives. Holy Spirit, we just say, have your way right now in this place. Move, breathe, awaken. Let people come to the knowledge of you today. Open eyes and open ears. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus.